Welcome back to another episode of Clear the Air. It's the Simply Stogies podcast, cigar podcast after show. I'm your host, Tim, bundled up in my garage. And like always, yes. Wait, 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 wait. It says it's looking at me, the camera. I'm lit yeah, up green. Does. Yeah, it does. And now he's lit oh. up green. You were never lit up green. Uh, Okay. I mean, now I'm lit up green. But, but it should be it should be pulling all the audio, like whatever it is. Well, yeah, I know, but, but I don't want to be sitting here looking like an asshole while you're while you're doing the video. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no, because I'll bring it in and uh, swap it. Oh, okay. So you okay? You I could didn't know you could do that. You with could Zoom. do that. I can. That? It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a big pain. In the ass. But right, I think so if yeah. there's any time to do it, it'd be the intro. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <clears> all right. My bad. Right. I'm sorry. See, high production value. We could be on a fucking public access show for sure. Right. So, okay, everybody knows it's clear the air. I'm your host, Tim. And what we do here is uh, we bring the host of Simply Stogie's podcast back to the microphone. That's James and Nick. And we talk about the latest episode. Uh, this episode is going to be all about the personality of the PCA trade show, Scott Pierce. But before we talk about it, uh, let me introduce you to James and Nick. I'll start with Nick uh, because, Nick, you're – you're uh, Looks like you're in a different location. Yeah, it's become a regular location, it seems like. I'm still here in uh, the factory, Tobacco's de Costa Rica, my new second home. I've been spending a lot more time here, and I plan on doing a lot more going forward. Yes, I'm in – it's a lot better weather, I'll tell you that, than being in New Jersey, so I can't complain. I'm in Puriscal, Costa Rica. And are you enjoying the time there? Because it looks like you're you're having a good time. I am been so productive. It's been amazing. I am like really pumped this week. I've been here about a week already. Going to be here another week, and every day is a good day. So I can't and wait throw, to see what you bring back with you. <laughs> oh yeah, I got some yeah. good stuff coming. Some good stuff coming out very shortly. Sounds good. And then, of course, uh, James. James is sitting over there waiting his turn, and he says, I've got some housekeeping to do, but uh, tell me what's going on, James. What have you been up to? Uh, I do have housekeeping. We'll get to that after a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm doing I'm doing really well. we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, Nick and I have been busy, uh, actually, on Friday this, this last week. Uh, Nick and I were uh, guests of the Culebras Club out of Australia, Nick, uh, 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 Keyless, Jesus Christ! Fucking words are hard. Keyless, uh, and, and the gang there were very uh, gracious. They invited myself and Nick on. Um, when when I logged on and we started talking, I said, uh, "Why, why, why did we not like? Where's Tim?" And they're like, "Who?" And I'm like, "Perfect. That's the best answer you could fucking give." <laughs> Nobody knows who the fuck Tim is. They didn't. That's they're right. like, "You do an after show." Like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. It's this fucking public access, fucking television bullshit show. I don't it, it, know. It's actually the best idea that you've had in the past five years. So <laughs> I, I don't think, know what you're talking about. No, it's the best idea you've had in the last five years. I don't have good ideas. I have terrible ideas. Uh, but yeah, so they they, they they were apologetic. They're like, we'll get Tim on next time. Like, we're sorry. They said it. And I'm not going to butcher the Australian accent. Uh, but Aquila's. Uh. Uh, and the guys there were fantastic. I, I think I spent about three, three and a half hours with them. I think Nick was on for a couple hours. Um, and we just had a blast. And they finally kicked me off. They were like, get the fuck out of here. You got other things to do. And I'm like, I, I don't really. But that, okay, I get it. You guys are bored with me. Um, but just a great group of people. Um, 
you know, we should probably maybe get them on the podcast at some point, maybe just uh, Achilles and, and uh, maybe one or two of the other guys. Cause Australia is a weird place for cigars just because of uh, the, the taxes involved in the amount of money. Like we complain about $20. Well, cigars. I, I thought, I thought I knew some stuff about the, you know, Australia having my cigars being sold there, but I learned a lot more as far as the percentages and the amount of people or the lack thereof <laughs> of cigar smokers. You think, there's not that many people that smoke cigars in the U.S. Well, it's a real micro community down there, but a very tight knit community nonetheless. And uh, hopefully it'll grow. You know, it's tough yeah. when the government hates it and they, <laughs> you know, treat it like the devil, but they make it work. They do. Regardless. They, they, they yeah. really do. Great. And they, have a high, they have a high import tax there too, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I was thinking about sending that. So here's the thing. Like um, they, they, a couple of them have sent me emails. I haven't read the emails yet. I, I've seen them. I haven't opened them. I haven't read them. Um, I've just been kind of busy since then. Uh, and so I need to get, get back to them. Hopefully by the time this comes out, I got back to them. Otherwise I am a shit stick. Uh, but uh, really great guys. I was thinking about sending them cigars and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if that's such a good idea. They're going to have to pay the duty on that when it comes through. So I, I don't know, but I, I do want to send them some swag um, and, and just to show my appreciation uh, for, for having us on and being supporters. Aquilas is great. He's always commenting on our YouTube videos. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge and just a scholar and a gentleman. So Aquilas, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Nick appreciates it. And the whole world appreciates you not inviting Tim. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I wish I was there, but uh, I guess maybe, I wasn't invited. Time, maybe, 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 yeah. maybe yeah, no. Highly unlikely, but yeah. well, whatever. No, no. Uh, let's get to the housekeeping, guys. It's event season. We're talking about the PCA. We're talking about Scott Pierce. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, my favorite event around the country. It's the Midwest's largest cigar event. It's the Mild Kentucky Herb. And that's the second Saturday of May every year. I think it's May 11th this year. If you don't have your tickets, um, you know, I don't blame you because it's only it's only February. But you need to get a hold of Fat Ash, uh, Dwight, and Stephen, and Tim there in um, uh, Ashland, Kentucky, uh, in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Give them a call at 606-254-0484. for that 606-254-0484. Uh, and say, hey, I would like to uh, come to the mild Kentucky Herf and have a good time with you guys. I heard it's a blast. Simply Stogie sent me. Uh, I would appreciate that. They would appreciate that. Everybody would appreciate that. And I hope to see you there. Uh, I, I believe it's May 11th. And now I'm going to look because, you know, this is just the after show. Who gives a shit if I'm sitting here looking up stuff that I should have looked up right before the show? It is. Yeah, no, nobody 11th. listens right. to the show. Nobody watches the show. <laughs> Fucking Tim knows it. Who gives a shit? Uh, May 11th it is. I was right. I was correct. Uh, I might be old, but my memory is still there. Well, Sharp you had like the a, phone. You had the phone number memorized. So I figured I, you, you yeah. would know the date. No. I, th- that would be being prepared. Tim, I'm not prepared. I don't know when it is, but I know how to contact them. I know how to get a hold of them. So give them a call. I hope to see you there. It's a great event. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Rick Rodriguez and, and Luciano made a, a cigar for them special last year called The Maker. Fantastic cigar. Uh, really great cigar. Um, so who knows what, what, what's going to happen this year? It's always a good time. We we saw Ricky Rodriguez and, and Luciano get on the karaoke mic uh, last year, and it was 
and as awesome and awful as you think it would be. Now, Luciano can sing. Um, Rick, on the other hand, I mean, I, I'm glad he's really good at blending cigars because singing is not a good fallback position for him. Oh, I, I have to hear it so I can make fun of him. Oh, I've got do I have it. I have it. <laughs> you You're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. I'll, get, I'll, I'll get to the video. I was going to say, Nick, are you going to try to make it out to uh, the Midwest Kentucky Herf this year, or do you? Uh, I won't you... count it out, but I don't know. My schedule is pretty crazy. I'll yeah, try. I want. I wanted be... to go this year, but I I also have a busy schedule, so maybe next year. Yeah, no, I, it's hard. Not it's really busy when you're not getting invited to herfs and. <laughs> uh, he's he's got to act like he's busy, James. Give him a break. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, been yeah, able to make a Friday anyway. I was, my Canadian so girlfriend my was plate. calling me. Yeah, I had uh, so much on my plate. I just couldn't make it anyway. So there. Yeah, I like that happens. No, that's actually untrue. I was uh, I was literally sitting in the living room watching TV, or Aww, at least make us you know, feel whatever. Bad. Yeah, I was, it was He's the not. one I time that I was not busy. Uh, I didn't get invited, so whatever. I, I, he, he could have been working on production stuff, James. Yeah, he, he could have been working on the day in the life of Nick. I, I didn't I want to sure say could have. I didn't want I to sure say could have. Is this the the revenge for uh, for me not getting that video done? We're yes. not going to invite him to anything until until the video is done. You can't even go to the trade Boy, show until you know what done. the anticipation for that video. It better be damn good because <laughs> it's we've been disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like this is what we've been waiting a year for, really. You know, but anyway, you might as well have not not even done it. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I do have to say uh, for once, and and I'm going to try my best never to be in this position again. But uh, I think I'm on Team James when it comes to In and Out Burger. I, I, ah, I, yes, I, thank you. You had it. You had it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've it's it's just another burger joint. Thank you. What? Thank you. Really? Yeah. No, not on. Oh no. Tim, I you're invited to the next turf. But it's you know the, what? It's the best <laughs> you know what, fast food hamburger bar none. Oh, five guys. Down. Five guys. In, in, no, in, no. Five guys is good, but In and Out is just the staple. You know, and it's it really is like. It's a beefed up, it's like McDonald's, but way better, all natural, not fr frozen. It's It looks like McDonald's. They use the same color scheme as McDonald's. Uh, it's great. But, I mean, it's a burger. I mean, uh, the yeah. color but, scheme's kind of universal. But it's, <laughs> no, red and gold. Uh, oh, you mean they're like, color, like they're fucking they're colors. colors. Their, yeah. yeah. Their, mm. their, their color scheme, their sign has a kind of a, like, instead of an arc, it's like kind of a, and like a triangle, like part of a triangle. I don't know what it is. Okay, look, but you can like that, that's <laughs> it's, fine. But you, it's, you've it's, got to admit, their fries are mid. I think the kids say it's mid. When something's not good, it's mid. Their fries are mid. The In and Out, right? The In and Out Burger wait, wait, logo. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Well, Nick, they're mid, right? You agree with that? The fries, yeah, are kind of, I, yeah, I, okay. yeah. The, the fries, the, they're not bad, but I've. Honestly, and people are going to laugh, my favorite fast food fries, bar none, is McDonald's. They really are the best. Now, I hear they use sugar and all this other stuff, but there's something, and the preservatives and, and all the artificial <laughs> ingredients that uh, you know make them whatever, but they're damn good. They're damn well, good. It's not like the 90s where they were using beef tallow, and they were amazing. Yeah, Those were, like in the 90s, they, like the fries were so good. 
And that's okay. like when they were frying their apple pies, which were phenomenal. Look, I'm just if, if I'm if I'm if we're going fries, I'm going Arby's. I like Arby's curly fries or five oh, I guys. Like Arby's. I like fries. Arby's. I like Arby's roast beef sandwiches too. Yeah, I, Arby's has the meats. I'm all about Arby's, but yeah, yeah. Uh, in and out, no thanks. Okay, let's go back to the the show. <laughs> Our commercial for fast food <laughs> restaurants <laughs> is over. Yeah, Move the In and Out Burger logo looks like okay, a, a he's Burger still, he's Shack still in, in space. Yeah, yeah I'm, well, I, you guys just—I triggered something, and you guys were just not going to let me talk. I'm going to get my. Tim's gonna get his pound of flesh out of it. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It is his show. It is, yeah, his, it show. is his show. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. Hey, feel free to talk. I know you guys have plenty of energy, so you know, do your thing. Uh, but do well, you, you guys run get... down today? Is that, that, is that a problem? No, no. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good. You know, I, 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 uh, I listened to uh, a, a little bit, uh, bits and pieces of uh, Scott being really excited, which makes me excited. Um, you know, but. Uh, you know, well, you guys, I'm going to go back to the burgers real quick. Uh, do you guys get to eat your burgers and, and smoke a cigar at the same time? Cause I've never done that. No. I've never had food and a cigar at the same time. You've never had food and a cigar at the same time. No. And a like, steak. I figured Nick would have a steak. Are you cigar. kidding me? That's All the, the time. All the time. All Does the it time. make, is it that big go, of a difference go. or? Oh man, it's amazing. When you have a good steak at a good steakhouse that allows cigars, there's nothing to it. I mean, there's there's nothing like it. I mean, it's like, oh my God, you got great steak and you have the cigar, as long as everybody else around you is also a cigar smoker, which generally makes it these private cigar rooms that'll have some of the best. There's a place that Jim Robinson always takes me in Pittsburgh. That's like a private place. Some of the best steaks you could smoke. It's amazing. Uh, there's a place in Atlanta that my good friend, Mike Turner, uh, was one of the co-hosts of Smooth Draws. It's a private club there. Amazing, amazing. But yeah, I, I want to open a private club that it. does that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, James, yeah. you've never you've never had a steak and a cigar at the same time. I mean, at home, not. Oh, out. see, I haven't even done that. I would I would never have thought to pair a steak and a cigar together. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm missing out. I don't even know what I'm doing smoking cigars. I I don't I've got no clue. Well, this is reason still, 377. Yeah, that you weren't invited to the herd. Uh, that running, makes that, that makes that makes running sense. Down. This is just going to be the theme for the entire episode, yeah. I guess. 100. Yes. So Nick, I know that uh, you've been in the cigar industry for a long time, and and I I don't know whatever when... that means. Well, I'm talking about it's like all relative. It's know, all relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what I'm trying to get to is before the PCA was the PCA, right? And it how was the IPCPR, the, and before that, it was the RTDA. That's right. So, so the rebranding to PCA was it just kind of a, a perception change for retailers and manufacturers, or was there a no, whole structure there was a whole think about it yeah you know they realized that you know they're down to grassroots i mean it's a great name the ipcpr was the most difficult thing to say to repeat you nobody could remember ipcx elemental p there was too many letters in there and what did it stand for international pipe and the, so they really went to the core you know the pipe thing is out even though there are i guess pipe things there but it's the you know it's the cigar association it's what it is so 
the 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 name is much more concise, much more easier. I thought the RTDA was a great name too. Uh, and then when they went to IPCPR, who's ever thought that was, that was a big flop. Uh, and they corrected it. So I'm not sure who was responsible, but I know a lot of people were anti-IPCPR. So PCA, kudos to them for changing the name as well. Do you remember about when that was? I, I should have probably done a little bit more um, research, but. The last, I would guess maybe four years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would guess. 2019. So that change was right there around when when uh, simply stogies yeah. was yes. created yes yes it was I, yeah i remember reading yeah. the uh the press release at the time uh so yeah it was it was about four or five years ago what were your thoughts on it being new to the cigar scene i didn't care <laughs> <laughs> i was still well, I mean, new. Sense. Well, no, well like here's the thing i was I, and i don't mean that derogatory in, in that I, I didn't care from a Oh, whatever they're going to do is what they're going to do. It was more, I didn't care from the standpoint of I'm so new to the cigar world. Uh, at the time I was still trying to figure out what I liked, how, you know, where I was going to get cigars, what I really wanted to smoke. And, and then, you know, the idea of this show kind of, kind of came about. And I don't think I really started to get involved uh, or, or pay attention uh, to that kind of stuff until you came on the show in episode three, Tim, when you and Glenn Loop from the CRA came in, and that's when I started to go, okay, so there's a CRA, there's the CAA, there's the PCA. Like, what do all of these different groups do? Uh, what are their agendas? Who's behind them? That kind of stuff. And then you know, you start to dig into it, and you start to get to know the people behind it and uh, behind what they do. And uh, yeah, so I, at the time, it was just a name change. It was a brand for me. I looked at it as a, as, as a branding thing because IPCPR is hard. Like Nick said, it's like a lot, it's a lot of fucking letters. letters. Yeah. And it don't like, it's not PCA rolls right off the tongue. And, and like does, Nick yeah. said, you know, the pipe thing, there's still like pipes are still a thing, but there are fewer pipe smokers uh, than there are cigar smokers. And so for them to change to PCA premium cigar association um, just made sense. Uh, and, and look, it's all cyclical. We've talked about, those kind of cycles before and eventually right. there'll be more pipe smokers than cigar smokers and vice versa and whatever. So, you know, it makes sense. And, and for, for them to, I, I think this is it. I don't think they're going to rebrand for a very long time. No, this is it. This is it. There's no other reason to change the name. It's the best name they could have changed. They could have made. Yeah. It's short, sweet, simple. And people like me can pronounce it and remember the letters. So yeah. that, that's definitely a plus. It couldn't be any shorter. It couldn't be any sweeter. Premium Cigar is what it's about. Premium Cigar Association. Bingo, bango, done, nailed it. It does It does make a little bit of sense to me that there would be a, at least some form of a pipe showing at the trade show because some of your cigar lounges are, are they, they have pipe tobacco and 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 pipes and stuff like, I mean, like David's here in. Oh yeah. And no. there's no reason. And there's no reason to not include them. It's just, it doesn't have to be in the name. You know, people know premium cigars. Okay. If you're pipe, probably, you know, re, like you said, retailers that sell pipe tobacco and pipes as well, they're welcome. And, and uh, you know, they're part of the family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, how many, how many cigar smokers do, do you know, Tim, that also smoke pipes? I know a, a lot. A few. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially here in the Midwest when it's, you know, negative 30 degrees outside. Guess what? Your wife doesn't want you to light up a cigar in the house uh, unless you're me. 
uh, it, you know, <laughs> but they might be okay with, with, uh, you lighting up a pipe cause they don't, they're not overly offensive. In fact, most of them can smell pretty good. Yeah. I've done it before too. I never figured out how to do it properly. Uh, so I gave up. But I tried. You're still working on the cigar part, so you know. Yeah, no, I'm still trying to, you know. And I was going to say, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about burgers. I've only had like 20 in my life, so until I have like a hundred of them, and 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 so about the same with the cigars. So you're good. You're getting. (laughs) I don't know why I come to this. Nick is on it tonight. I love it. Yeah, he's he's on it. He looks good. He looks refreshed. He looks ah well, like and he's and he's on top of his game tonight. I love it. I love yeah, it. He, it's that high Something elevation. About the sun, man. It's yeah. The, it is high elevation. The weather here is just perfect. I mean, it really is. Reminds me a lot of California, Southern California. I mean, it's during the day, eighty-five to close to ninety but low humidity, lower. And at night it gets literally, you need not one cover. I had to put a second cover on. It's like low sixties. So it's like, Ooh, man. So you can sleep. It's great sleeping weather. It's and every day in the middle of the summer, same thing. You still need blankets in the middle of the summer in Costa Rica. Well, at least in the mountainous area known as Puriscal. The crazy thing is the roads, man. The roads are just insane out here, man. It's like, it makes San Francisco look like, you know, toddlerville. I mean, these hills are just, um, I, I, you know, you need to, you need to have a four by four out here, and it's crazy. There's a lot of motorbikes, as you can imagine, because you know cars are expensive. And coming back from the farm the other day, we saw three accidents, and they were all very serious. And uh, I mean, like people possibly dead. And uh, so, yeah, I don't think I want to drive a bike for one thing out here, much less a car. Roads are narrow, very, very windy and steep. But this is Costa Rica. (laughs) That that reminds me a lot of uh, like the Virgin Islands when I was on (laughs) St. Thomas. It it was the same way. I I love how this thing started out with, you look really refreshed, Nick, and everything. He's like, oh, Costa Rica is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, so awesome. Everybody should move here. Like, it's just like, it's so good. Yeah, three people died in a fucking accident. <laughs> just come from yeah. here. Yeah, well, just yeah. don't drive here. Just don't drive here or, it, or, or ride a life. bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I'm sorry. Moving on. Moving on. I mean, why? Let's just talk about Costa Rica the whole episode. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> all right. Uh, were you guys surprised at all uh, when Scott said that uh, the the trade show is the primary focus of the PCA. Like no, I know it's a big focus. Not but- at all. It, no. it used to be the focus. Uh, it was it. People just knew the IPCPR is like, okay, I got to be a member just to be able to go to the trade show. And that's what it kind of drilled down to, you know? So for what Scott has planned, I mean, you could tell already in his short, you know, tenure as running the PCA, it's much, much, there's much more value for retailers, for manufacturers. I mean, there's a lot of good things about it. I was surprised because I was misinformed prior to the show. Uh, Somebody had told me that, you know, he was something in the cigar business, did something. And when I asked him on the show, you know, what his previous experience was, thankfully I asked him instead of assuming. And he's like, no, no, never been in it. He was like in the, uh, 
what was it? The cardiology? Group yeah, or was something? it like the yeah, medical like, like trade show kind of something? Stuff. Yeah, something. Right, totally... but like he does, he does trade shows and large scale events and stuff. Like that's what he does for a living. Well, uh, it's like marketing. It was cool. like marketing. Yeah. You know, his background's definitely in marketing and association. It was like the cardiology association. Which, yeah, which I I think assume, it was. yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think you know, I assume does shows as well, but it's all the other stuff behind it. And I can tell just you know, what he's done in the last couple of years. I mean, a real concerted effort to give more value than not just, Hey, just come to the show. There's lots of other reasons you want to give your hard earned money to. I think that it's just cool how it worked out though, that the organization needed somebody with a specific set of expertise utilizing LinkedIn. They reached out or a headhunter, whoever reached out and said, Hey, you've got skills we need. And it's like, okay, but it's for a cigar organization. And it's like, well, now this is a match made in heaven because I smoke cigars, which kind of goes to show that you don't just need to be knees deep in the cigar industry to get into the cigar industry. No, you just have to understand it and have an aptitude to want to learn about it. I think somebody that doesn't smoke cigars could easily do the job that Scott is doing as well, because prior to Scott, I don't think they ever had a professional, an outside professional. It was always, you know, people on the board that either ran large chains or very uh, influential people on the retail side that would kind of like change the baton. Like this year, this guy would be the president. And as well as they may be running retail stores or know the cigar business, maybe they didn't know enough about running a trade organization. And this guy brought that level of expertise and knowledge to this organization and definitely stepped it up a, a notch, a big notch, a, a, a very big notch. And, uh, you know, from everything that I have heard from those who've been in the industry longer than I have, uh, and I'm not even in the industry, I'm industry adjacent, but uh, you know, Scott's the guy, Scott's the guy who has taken it to the next level, who has really worked hard to make inroads with manufacturers He's worked hard to bring a, a certain knowledge base to the retailers. You know, we talked about it in the show where a lot of uh, the the trade show uh, or the, the the PCA members are, you know, single single owner stores, single owner retail outlets, and they're uh, mom and pop shops. They're not your, your, you know, cigar international giant chains. They're not your famous smokes. They're not your Coronas. You know, they're not chain stores. They are you know, they, they got one shop and that's it. And so to have this, this resource that has, uh, uh, that carries a knowledge base and, and puts things together to help those types of store owners or single owner stores really navigate the, the legal aspect, the marketing aspect, the retail aspect, things that they may not, uh, you know, necessarily know or have that skill set, but being able to provide that skill set and knowledge to them. Is fantastic. And then when you talk about the media, you know, if you listen uh, to the the show last year with uh, uh, Cigar Coop, William Cooper, we're going to have back on here very shortly. Um, he, you know, all those damn bloggers is what we were known as. And Scott has made inroads with cigar media uh, to to really help us out and and um, bring well, a, a little to bit show of you legitimacy. He- yeah, he understands the importance and what they bring to the table. And that's just another thing that 
that he's good at. And and don't forget another big arm of the PCA is the fact the way he's coordinated the representation in Washington and how important it's been specifically in these last couple of years going against the FDA and winning those initial battles. So, man, you know, so far he's uh, he's doing it right. Yeah. And there's been a lot of change and you can see it. I mean, sort of. And then when you hear him talk about it and how excited he is, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, you have done a lot. And we've uh, passed comments. We've said, oh, hey, this is good. This sucks, whatever. And they're listening. I mean, they've made a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah, they have. And I don't I don't want to say that they haven't. They have made a lot of changes and they have made um, made it more accessible for media folks to to go in there and, and be able to, um, you know, do what we need to do to, to get the message out for the retailers and for the manufacturers and for the PCA. So kudos to him. And I know that this year I have complaints about getting the badges and how we're getting them. And it's not very streamlined and it doesn't seem like it's very intuitive. Uh, but other than that, like that's like if that's what I'm complaining about this year, like my stress level, I, I was talking, I was talking to some folks today. I, I was at a lounge. And my stress level this year is the lowest it's been for going to a trade show ever, ever. Which, which uh, that doesn't I, really mean much because your stress level going into the PCA trade show every year is through the roof. Like the amount of energy that I have to exert to keep myself calm when you're getting stressed out is very tiresome, my friend. I don't. I don't think I like your tone, Tim. Just reason <laughs> four thousand seven hundred and twenty-two. You weren't invited to the hurt. Invited to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it, but you're not wrong. I mean, I, I do uh, tend to pull my hair out over this stuff and and uh, you know agonize over it and 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 stay up late because I can't sleep because I'm look. It's a lot it. of work. It's a lot of work. No doubt about it. It's a lot of work in a very short period of time for anybody. The manufacturers, the retailers. I mean, you're in. You're having fun, but you're there for a purpose, and uh, it's it's definitely consolidated in a few days, and there's a lot to do. So rest up on your sleep before you go there because you need it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but I but I mean, he Scott's just done a really good job at making media feel like they're a part of it. And look, and by and by no stretch of the imagination are we part of the industry. We are industry adjacent and we get to cover the industry and it's not a right it's a privilege and, and we do our best here at simply stogies to respect that and we don't ever we don't beg for cigars we don't ask for cigars if they're offered we will certainly take them uh, and say thank you um which i i feel like is uh what you should do as if you're going to try to be a legitimate uh media person and i i, I don't want to use the word journalist because we're not journalists we're media and we get the word out and we do, you know, there's some of us that do press releases and some of us that talk about sports and some of us that talk about fucking in and out. Uh, and some of us that are like, like us, like we're, we're long form interview show where we have interesting folks on from in and around the industry um, and to give our audience uh, an insider's view of kind of what's going on and, and let them kind of listen to and get to know the folks behind their favorite cigars on a more, personal level than they would uh, without us. So <clears throat> I think we do something different than everybody else, but everybody else has a place and everybody does a great job. Uh, and, and so Scott's really, really done a good job to kind of bring that along and change the mindset of the PCA board members 
uh, and the manufacturers. Well, I think the uh, the thing that I, I liked, I chuckled uh, when we were talking about those damn bloggers is that that is now transitioned to those damn Instagrammers where, you know, taking pictures and just throwing it up on your feed really isn't doing justice for the industry. It's more and, like those damn influencers. I mean, yeah. they use TikTok yeah. and Snapchat and whatever else. So that's the new wave. And they still, just like they didn't know what to do with us in the early days, it's still kind of the early days of these influencers. And, you know, it's still, it's vague, but I think it's an important part for some manufacturers' coverage. They do get the word out in a different way. They reach a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, they, they have a place, but they just have to kind of figure it out and, uh, kind of define their role and, you know, figure it out. It's still early yeah. stages for that. It really is. We had, uh, um, actually we were, I was at a lounge today and there was a gentleman there who's a brand new smoker, like brand new, still trying to figure it out. And we were talking with him a little bit. And I Randy, asked him, was that Randy? It, it wasn't Randy. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it could have been, but it wasn't. Yeah. He's on he's one. Fucking, like, Nick is on tonight and I love it. Um, and, and you know, he's smoking CI specials, which is nothing wrong with that. Smoke what you like. Um, and, and, but he's new and he's trying to figure it out. And, um, he was like, yeah, I use YouTube a lot to kind of figure out, you know, what I should smoke and what other people think. And I, and I said, oh yeah, fuck those guys on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> screw them. I screw those. What are you watching those guys? But I mean, it really has become a place for, for, for new smokers to go and learn about the industry, learn about the business, learn what other people think of, of cigars. And, and I think it's great. But when you're talking about an influencer, we're still, like Nick said, we're in the early days of that. We don't really know what that's going to morph into. Now, should, my question is, should influencers be given the same access uh, to the trade show as us media folks? I don't know if they should. And I've said I, this before. I, I I think if you're an influencer and you, um, before this year, if you were a member of the PCA, you paid your, your membership dues. Absolutely. You can come in. Cause that, that was like the bar of entry. That was the, that was what was supposed to be the gatekeeper, so to speak, to keep out the riffraff. And, well, well and generally it, Instagrammers or whatever you want to call them, the influencers, they're generally pay for play. These people are contracted by manufacturers, by whoever, to promote their products. So they're like hired hands. So to go to a trade show, unless they're there under a specific brand to cover it for that brand, then by all means, they would be fall under their umbrella. But just to be an influencer because you're trying to get clients, no, they don't want that. They, they don't want that at all. Um, so in that area, I could understand not wanting them to be there, but they have a place again, but it's not, a, it's gotta be a very defined role of why they're there. That's yeah. the big difference. I, I think you're right. The defined role is, is kind of where it's at. So if you're, if you have an Instagram show or you're an Instagram influencer, whatever, however you want to put it, and you get a badge from whoever, I don't care who, some manufacturer, and you use that badge to come in and not just cover that manufacturer but then go around and cover all the other manufacturers and get the free cigars and, and do all the thing. It's, it, it, it's not the same. Like if you're an influencer and you're there on a, on a badge for a manufacturer, you should have to stay there at that table and do things for that manufacturer and not be able to yep. go around and get footage. And 
and, and interviews and that kind of stuff, unless you're there on a media badge. And they, you know, I think the, the, the PCA this year has uh, done a, a fairly good job of, of uh, weeding those folks out with, with the, uh, you know, show us your content, show us where you're at. Make, have you done a review? Like how, what, what do you do? Um, and now you don't have to, you don't have to pay for the badge. You get two badges free. And then uh, after that, it's $150 a pop. So when you see that we've got five guys there, not to be confused with five guys at the burger place, uh, when we've got five <laughs> back folks to there, the burgers. back to the burgers, back to the burgers, uh, you'll, you'll know that we paid, you know, 450 bucks for, for three other people to go. And, and when you have skin in the game, whether it's, you have to pay for extra badges or you're paying for a membership, when you have skin in the game, it's different than, oh yeah, like I, they, like this retail store, I'm friends with the retailer. He got me in. And now I'm going around, I'm doing all this stuff. Or, hey, yeah, no, I got in with so-and-so, some manufacturer. I'm going around, I'm doing all this stuff. That's the kind of stuff where I look at it and go, yeah, but I, I paid money to do this. I paid money to come work. I paid money to come get, you know, do free content for the manufacturers and for the PCA and for the, the consumers that, that retailers, uh, you know, so desperately want to come into the stores and buy the new cigars. And so it was disheartening to see that. So I think that, that Scott and, and, and the board and, and have done a good job of, of changing that. And I hope, I hope this will be the first trade show we go into and the, the, the press conference doesn't start with, Hey guys, if you know of anybody out there doing this stuff, uh, you know, let us know. And I don't have to get a text from Randy going snitches, get stitches. Well, that might still happen. Who knows? Yeah, but, I mean, it, you mentioned the cost of of going to the trade show, and and they have changed the way that media, uh, instead of becoming a full fledged member like we had to in the past, and with that membership you got so many badges and you had to pay for the additional badges. Uh, in the end, we're still pretty much paying the same amount. Maybe we're saving a little bit. We're but. saving we're saving three hundred bucks. That's what that's what we're saving. So before it was uh four hundred dollars if you if you were uh you know paid for your membership early. So it was four hundred dollars mm. for that. And then you got three three badges to the show. And you could get up to five badges, but those two additional badges were gonna cost you $150 a piece. So right. you were spending seven seven fifty, right? Or seven hundred. So now we're we're spending four fifty. So it's what two two fifty difference. So it's saving us two hundred fifty yeah. bucks. Um, but that's so, just the price of admission. That's just the you know, price the, of admission. The, the the other costs are you know much higher: airfare, transportation, housing, food. I mean, there's a lot of other costs. This is just well, and, to get and in not the to show. mention sure, the, and not to mention the time that it takes for us to 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 do this. It, it, you know, mm. this is kind of behind the scenes how the sausage is made, guys. But when we do this, it's it's we're doing live shows as well. One in the morning, one in the night. Uh, it'll be on YouTube again this year. Um, we're 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 trying to put content out throughout the day. Plus, all of the interviews that we we, we do, we have to edit those, put those together, and then package it and and put it out. That's time, and it typically takes us two two weeks to to a month and a half to get to. Well, I mean, if you include a day in the life of Nick. Uh, like <laughs> nine months to get this stuff out. Um, and, and so when you factor that in, like it's a lot of money uh, time-wise and energy-wise that we put into this. And we don't we don't get paid for this. Uh, you know, we have one sponsor on the website, OxfordCigarCompany.com. 
Uh, you can go check them out if you want on, on the website, click the link uh, and, and go, go buy cigars from there. But other than that, like we don't, we just haven't gotten any sponsors, which is uh, to me a little weird and a little disheartening because I think we do a pretty good job at what we do. I think we do it at a high level. And so to not be recognized in the industry enough to be like, you know what? I like what you do. Thank you for doing what you do. We're going to sponsor you. And we, we would do read-ins on the podcast. We would do all kinds of stuff. And there's just, there's nothing. We, we don't yeah, get anything. Jim, uh, James, you kind of have to ask. I mean, we really don't, we haven't made a, that much of an effort. It, it's, there's an effort to, as they say, ask for the sale. Oh, sure. You know, if we, if you ask a hundred people, you're bound to get somebody like anything else. So <laughs> if we don't ask, you don't get. So I think we're really selling ourselves short because we're not really trying, but at the same time, we're in no rush. I mean, we, you know, we're doing it out of love, passion, whatever you want to call it, but it would be nice to at least have our expenses, you know, paid. Uh, 100%. I and and like, I do believe we'll get there, James. I really do believe we'll get no, there. I, I do too. I think we've got a really good uh, uh, group of people, including Tim. And I, I like to give Tim a lot of shit, but he does a lot of stuff, especially behind the scenes. Then he does this show. <clears throat> um, I mean, he's still Tim. So I'm going to, I'm going to shit on him all the time. Uh, but boy, I can't uh, wait for the trade show. Right. <laughs> but we do, we have a really good group of people and, and, and we do it at a high level. And I would love nothing more than to be able to pay everybody's airfare, uh, pay everybody's, you know, share of housing and, and, and all of it go on the, on, on the company dime, so to speak. And, but I'll, I'll tell you this last year, we really focused on it. Um, we asked everybody who came on the show. Um, I reached out to folks I knew in the industry and they all said, oh yeah, you support us. We're going to support you. And then none of them did. And I'm not calling anybody out or anybody the carpet, but by the end of the year, and Tim can attest to this, by the end of the year, I was beat down, stressed out. And the passion that I had for this was, was on empty, which is normally where I'm at at the trade show. And then I get pumped back up at the trade show. Like, oh, let's go. And since we have made the decision to kind of, all right, let's just slow down with this. Let's take it easy. Let's kind of figure out what we want to do and, and just keep doing what we're doing for now. And we'll move forward incrementally and not try to, you know, take off big, big chunks. I have refound the passion and, and, and sitting down with Scott Pierce from uh, the PCA just rekindled it even more because he is so energetic and so passionate about it and what he does and what they, what he believes in and what the things they're doing uh, you know, lobbying and, and, and fighting the FDA and, and getting ready for state battles and things like that. Like you can't help, but get pumped up and energized by it. And since, since then I, I am I'm back. And like I said, I am not stressed out about this to the level I was now. I'm still kind of stressed out. There's a lot of, you know, what ifs and, and how are things going to work and getting things set up and that kind of stuff. But uh, like stress levels, I, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, eh, <laughs> good to hear, James. Say, good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that what your doctor tells you? I don't. I don't talk to my doctor. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> there is. There ain't nobody around a hundred mile radius with enough certifications to handle James and his stress. No, not at all. Not no. That's why I don't even try. Why would I go to the therapist? I just yell at Tim. You're my fucking stress ball. Yeah, no wonder I don't answer any of your calls. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, it's James. Uh, I'm taking a crap. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I'm on the toilet. I'm not answering that. So, what did you think? Uh, you know, Scott was talking about, you know, 
media and what media does, what they deliver and really, you know, just staying away from controversy and making sure that you have all the facts before you put something out. I was, cause to me, I thought it was really interesting when, when you put a piece together and you don't have all the facts and it's kind of opinionated. I was surprised to hear that that is that can be detrimental to the fight to the organization and not that i don't believe it i just didn't think at that level so i'm just interested to hear what your guys' thoughts and opinions are on that uh, i'll i'll take that first cuz I, I there are several situations that don't involve us in fact i don't think he was talking to us or about us when he said that um i don't either uh, it, i know who he was directing that to and i think nick knows who who that's directed at and part of that is, so I'm going to say two things. First is there are, uh, you know, first to have it out is a thing, even in our sure. little slice of paradise, having it out first is the thing. So there are those uh, of us in the media uh, field uh, that will do their best to get it out fast and, you know, facts be damned and we'll, we can, we can update it later. And, and there's something to be said for that. And the other thing is, is we live in a, a a society where controversy creates cash. It's all clickbait now. It's what can I do to get clicks? What can I do to bring traffic to the website? What can I do to get eyes and ears on my product? Controversy creates cash, which worked well uh, uh, for WCW back in the late 90s until it didn't. Um, but we're still a society that likes the salaciousness and, and, and the, the divisiveness of things. And if there's something that I can get upset about, well, God damn it, I'm going to get upset about. Um, so I think that, I think that's part of it. And I think, um, you know, just speaking for us, I can't speak for the industry, but I think we have a, um, responsibility to put out the most factual, uh, pieces and when we when we speak obviously what we do here and even on on the main show for for you know most intent uh intents and purposes is that we are talking heads and we have opinions and i i think having an opinion is fine as long as we temper it with with the facts and, and the facts as we know them and look if we're ever wrong i'll be the first to say i'm wrong i don't know everything i like to think i do but i don't know everything uh, you know so um, you know, and things that I don't know about, which I can defer to Nick. Nick Nick is a, a, a treasure trove of knowledge about the industry. Uh, and, and so I can lean on him to to really speak to the facts of the matter. And, and so I think we do a pretty good job of that. But, yeah, there are some out there that, that would rather get the clicks and use it as clickbait. Yeah, but he was also referring to stuff that came out that for him would rather it not been out when it was because either it – it deflated something he was already working on or derailed it, or he had to, you know, take a sidestep and just attack it from a different angle, which made it more cumbersome and a little bit more work for, for, for uh, the PCA because he had say an approach and then kind of the news kind of got out before he really wanted it out there. Cause he was handling it. And in some cases he said it was detrimental to the association and that's what he was really referring to. And you know what? There's two ways to see it. I definitely see Scott's point of view. I also see the media that he was referring to that 
prides himself on getting being the first one out with stuff. And for the most part, I think they do as you know the due diligence and getting it right. The ones that I'm thinking of, but sometimes maybe it's not in the PCA's best interest to have that information out yeah. when it was when it needed to be out. That he kind of wanted to break it or or introduce it, you know, from their point of view. So that's what he was referring to. And listen, that's how it is. You know, political campaigns have the same problem. Uh, everybody has that same problem. You just kind of have to work with it. You know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, and there's no use crying over spilt milk. I, I I mean, at that point, it's out. The the information's out there. However, it got out there. It is what it is. Now you just do damage control, and I think Scott's pretty good at doing damage control. So yeah, he handled it. He handled it. He did. Yeah, but you could do so much more with your time when you don't have to spend it doing damage control. Yeah. Well, yeah, True. for for sure. But look, this isn't something I don't look. We're not covering fucking. Uh, World War Three breaking out. All right, we're just not um, <laughs> clickbait. We're, we're, yeah, we're covering we're we're covering the cigar industry, and so uh, at, at the end of the day, on both sides, like, is it really? Does it really matter when it came out? Who put it out? It was going to come out anyway. Mm-hmm. So I understand wanting to control the narrative, as they say in the biz. Uh, but I, I mean, it, what does it matter at the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's out. Like, just deal with it. Yeah, it makes sense. Let's change focus real quick. Uh, And then I think this is probably the last main topic that I have, unless somebody wants to go back to burgers. Uh, But let's talk about the uh, 2025 trade show. Please. Nick, you don't want to talk about burgers. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think he's done. Let's do a whole, let's let's do a whole show on burgers. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, 2025 no, trade show, uh, yeah. Louisiana, New Orleans. Um, so as we as we reported, I guess uh, report shit here. Uh, at the trade show I mean, when I they announced for the it, most part, people knew already. Yeah, but at the trade show when they announced it, there was there was no reaction, no yeah. reaction. Yeah, I remember that. Nobody, nobody was excited let's, for it. Let's no. call it. It was an ambivalent reaction. <laughs> okay, you know, you that's yeah. just, that's the right word because. You know, the, the shows they've had at the in the past, you know, it, it's a nice change of pace, change of venue. But I would say that mostly if you talk to, you know, everybody that when you did a consensus, everybody would rather have gone to Vegas. People like to go to Vegas. But what made this more exciting is that he's got so much more planned uh, with Louisiana. It made me look forward to it a lot more. You know, with closing down, having a main main street type of thing and just for cigar smokers and be able to smoke on the street and go in and out of places. I mean, that sounded like a lot of fun and it's going to have a, be a lot of fun for the retailers. So I I am very optimistic that it's going to be way better than it's ever been in New Orleans. And they might want to go back more regularly than not because yeah. of that. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. I'm really looking forward to 2025 as well. And, and look. Here's the reality of the situation. And I, and I think Charlie may have talked about this in December uh, when we had him on. But it, it's, it, it's a little bit about leverage. In fact, it might be a lot about leverage. If, if Las Vegas is like, well, you're going to come back here all the time anyway, we're not going to give you good deals. I mean, look at what, uh, you know, we were at the, the, the Venetian, the Palazzo for the last five years. Uh, and now it's at the convention center. In order for them to get the best deal, which is in the best interest in in interest. Jesus words are hard 
of the trade show of the PCA to get the best deal possible, you have to show that it's viable to move it somewhere and have it be just as popular, just as big and, and, and just as trafficked in another city as it is in Vegas. So from that, from that standpoint, if they're able, because look, the, the, the new Orleans trade show last time it was there, there were a lot of issues and people didn't like it. And there was a lot of grumbling and a lot of complaining. And there's always a lot of grumbling and always a lot of complaining. It doesn't matter where you hold it. But there was a lot that year and there were a lot of uh, circumstances around it. Um, but, you know, like Scott said, he's got the senator from uh, Louisiana who is all about trying to help him out as much as he can. Like, whatever you need, let me know. Like, they're going to they're gonna work to make this show really great. And they have to show that if people really wanted it Vegas, they have to show Vegas. We don't have to come here. You're not the only game in town. We can go anywhere in the country. We can put on a great show. We don't need you. So do you want us or not? Because if you do, you're going to have to come with the deals. Which makes sense. And the deals I are mean, not as easy as they used to be. No. I mean, Vegas has changed so much. I mean, people, always, when they're looking going to Vegas now, they're realizing, holy shit, you know, the hotels now, before you used to be able to practically stay for free, have free food, you know, two ninety nine steak and eggs or, you know, all you can eat buffets. Those things are gone. There's no such thing as that. And what has replaced it is lines and queues. And a lot of people, you know, remember that from last year and they're like, oh, God, I where am I going to eat? I got to stand in line for 40 minutes just to get a coffee in the morning. There is a whole set of new problems that, uh, you know, so Vegas may not be as you know, appetizing for us to come back to. And maybe the the retailers, if they see what a great, you know, opportunity New Orleans turned out to be and how better it was, maybe they'll even be for that. And I still think there's a lot of other great cities that would, would like to host us and would be a nice change of venue. You know, the, the other cities that were named are like Nashville. I think Nashville would be a great city to do this in. You know, people have talked about Tampa and Ybor City being, you know, Mecca of tobacco in the U.S. So there's a lot of opportunities elsewhere than Vegas, but they also want to make sure that they get the maximum amount of retailers to actually attend. And they know that Vegas always brings the most people. So, you know, we'll see what next year brings. It'll be an interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Vegas always has a ton of stuff to do for, for the retailers and for the people they bring from their shops to do after the trade shows over and, um, you know, a lot of these other uh, towns, these cities don't don't have a lot uh, of entertainment. I'm not saying they're not great cities. I think I, I think they're all great cities. I'm not disparaging any of their series by uh, cities by any stretch of the imagination. I, I'll tell you what I'm really looking forward to, though, is, is having this black shirt on in, in Louisiana and down in New Orleans and getting a beignet and a cup of coffee and smoking a cigar so that you can't tell if it's just the powdered sugar from the beignet or if it's the ash from the cigar all over the front of my shirt, like I, I don't know, lick it and figure it out. Like I'm really looking forward to that. I, I don't okay. even know where to go from there. Yeah, <laughs> like, no comment. Nick's like, what the fuck? What if it's ashes? Well, I, look, it's a risk that uh, I'm not. If somebody to wants take, to lick James's shirt, then more power to you. <laughs> you know. Wait, if that's going to be a thing, I'm charging. It's going to be like 30 bucks a lick. I don't care. Bucks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I like where your head's at, Tim. Let's charge for that. 
Yeah, we got to make. Yeah. We don't charge. We got to make hundred somewhere Might as well. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Fucking Nick's on, and I'm here for it. I am here for it. Uh, so no more, no more early entry for the show. Is that going to be a thing for 2024 as well, or is that something that they're going to do in 2025? I didn't quite catch. We are, we as media folks are able to go onto the floor when uh, the manufacturers are able to go on the floor. So we do get early access in the sense of if manufacturers are showing up at, 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 let's say the show opens at 11, if they're in at 10, we get to go in at 10. If they're in at nine, we get to go in at nine. If they're in at eight, we get to go in at eight. Um, the problem with that. They, they in, got in rid of the, know, the pay to play though, for the retailers. I don't know if they did or not. I haven't seen any emails on it, uh, so I, I don't know if they have or not. But I, but he I alluded to that. But yeah, it's, yeah, it sounded like they were getting rid of that. It did. Um, my thing is this, and Tim, you know this as, as well as I do. Um, the manufacturers, the people that we want to have interviews with, and this I, I'm not disparaging anyone who's a sales rep or or an executive vice president or whoever. We want to, We want the guys who who blend. We want the guys who the brainchild behind it, right? We don't. We don't necessarily want to talk to a sales rep. If we want to talk to a sales rep, we can do that at the lounges, at the B and M's, at whatever. This is our one chance to talk to the John Hoovers and the Pete Johnsons and the Carlito uh, Fuentes face to face, and they don't come in at eight or nine or ten. They come in at eleven when the show opens. So for True. us to get yeah. in early, it's not, I, it's not a, um, I don't think it's a big, big thing. Big deal. Not a big no. deal. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I can see the only way I can see that really being worth anything is if you are working with a manufacturer that is doing appointments and they're going to schedule appointments for that hour or that two hour before the show starts, then, okay. Yep. Makes sense. Otherwise, well, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a page out of uh, Mr. Minato's book uh, as he suggested to us on the podcast on, on in December last year. Uh, we're not making appointments this year. I, if I get an email and someone wants, I, I think like for Steve Saka, we will because everyone and their mother's gonna want to talk to fucking Steve Saka, right? Um, but I think we're we're gonna just we're we're gonna split it up into zones. We're gonna stay in you know zone one and on the first day, zone two the second day, zone three the third day zone, you know, whatever. And, and that's how we're going to do it. Um, and if they're available, great. And if they're not, all right, cool. We'll come back later in the day and we'll get them. Uh, I, I think that's just going to work better. We did that the first year, Tim, we didn't have any, if you remember in 21, we didn't have any appointments and I know it was such a, a smaller show and not as many people, but for us that worked out pretty well. Uh, we tried a few appointments in 22 and then we did almost all appointments in 23. And it was just like, well, I've got an appointment in half an hour if I go to this booth, I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't want right. to miss the appointment. And then we get to the appointment. It's like, oh, yeah, we're running a little behind. Just, you know, we send up standing there 10, 15 minutes waiting for them. So then we're behind and we got to rush to the next one. And it's just this never ending cycle of trying to catch up. So I, I feel like that's that's what we're going to do this year is just break it into zones and, and, and uh, kind of just uh, hit who we can when we can. Yep. And I think, I guess my thing is when you're looking at 2025, when Scott's like, okay, we're getting so big that we're going to have to get a second haul. Well, that's, or is that that's this, year? this year. That's, that's this, this year. year. Holy shit. Okay. So then that is that going to open up more zones that we're going to have to figure out how to cover. 
Well, look at it this way. So when you're talking about, when you're talking about these, these convention centers, like, like the sands, well, they don't call it the sands anymore. What do they call it? The Venetian uh, Palazzo is, is the halls are all right next to each other and they can open those up pretty easily by just basically moving a, a, a barricade, moving the curtain all right. the way down. That opens it up. So I, I, I've never been to the Vegas Convention Center, but I, for those of you who who have been, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's the way it's going to work. That like whatever hall they had to yeah, get, yeah, they're just just partitions. They just don't yeah, yep. they just move yep. the partition and we're good to go. So it, it's a it's, it'll be a bigger area in a zone, but it'll be fine. We we will be fine. We are taking we will a, a full boat of five. We've got three cameras. Uh, you know, we got the we got the talent. Uh, myself and Nick, more Nick than me, but we we do have the talent. Uh, and then we, we've got um, the third camera, which Tim is going to be going around doing some stuff with. I don't you got know the I, mule, Tim. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I call Tim talent, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he's going to be mewling oh. around the camera and doing his thing. Uh, and then we've got the mules. We got Randy and uh, Eric coming with us, and they're the producers slash directors where they're they're setting everything up and making sure we're in shot, making sure that things look good for you folks at home. I mean, as good as they can. Now, will I be uh, clean shaven? Uh, you know, trimmed up, or will I still look like homeless Jesus? Uh, as it was said on the last live, I don't know. I guess you'll just have to stay tuned to find out. Jesus, <laughs> I, hope, Jesus. I hope you have just enough hair to get that ponytail. I, I really do kind of want the ponytail. I think this is long enough where if I kind of twirl it around, I could probably put some rubber bands in it. Um, but I'm not going to do that. Some rubber bands, some, maybe some. some some, some beads, french fries some from in and beads out and stuff. yeah get some beads yeah absolutely yeah yeah I, i'll be honest today talking with randy and eric i met with them uh and that was the topic of conversation for most of the day it was just them giving me shit over looking like a homeless guy well that's randy for you that is <laughs> that is indeed randy yeah 100 yep that makes that makes complete sense did you happen to talk to him about the insta 360 while you were there I did not. I thought we would talked about. See, now you're talking about shit that we were going to talk about <laughs> offline. I, I don't know. I, uh, no, so whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever. that's all I have, gentlemen. So uh, unless you guys have something, James, you can walk us right on out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Walk us out. Guys, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Join us next week where our guests will be Sarah Rodriguez and Ricky Rodriguez from West Tampa Tobacco. Uh, well, Nick and I get to talk with them. We're looking forward to that. Spoiler, it hasn't been recorded. Uh, then the clear of the air after that, we talk about both of them behind their back, just kind of like we did today with Scott uh, and put it out there for everybody to see. Don't forget to join us the first Friday in March for our After Dark show, the uh, live show on YouTube. Check us out. It's a lot of fun. We have a, a good time there. It's our only two-cigar show, uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about the ramp-up to the PCA. Uh, we're also going to have uh, William Cooper on, uh, Coop, Cigar Coop. He'll be on in the middle of March and in the beginning of March. Look for our interview with Dr. Stefan Lampert from Lampert Cigars. L recorded. I was going to say live. It's recorded from Tobacco de Costa Rica. Uh, where Nick is now. And that was a great interview and a fun uh, conversation with him. So we look forward to that. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you know when we go live and when new videos come out. And if you're listening to us, hey, tell your friends or go rate us. Give us a give us a, a, a five-star rating on whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on. Uh, other than that, that's all I've got. So guys, as always, till next time, stay smoky, friends. <laughs>